Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News Team. We are your audio newspaper. This is episode 82. We thank you for being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield News and Weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice with our trivia question of the week. And we thank Adam at Garage Door Rescue for donating the gift cards. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Park shooting leaves one victim hospitalized. COVID cases are on the rise. Coming up in the features section. Are your little tater tots turning into big couch potatoes this summer? I'm Katrina Brown, and I have a few suggestions to keep school-aged children healthy during summer break on your Texas Health Tip of the Week. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be sharing another one of my original cocktails that I created for a cocktail competition in 2019. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve interviews local real estate maven D. Davey. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Did you know that Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWO provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for Fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Interested in becoming a history professor, librarian, or sociologist? Earn a degree in history or social sciences at Southwestern Adventist University. Visit swau.edu to learn more. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 817- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hello, I'm Phoebe Phillips. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield police officers reported to a shooting call in the 300 block of North Walnut Creek Saturday night. We know that address as Rose Park. According to reports, there was a brief argument on the basketball court, and the suspect went into his backpack, retrieved a handgun, and proceeded to shoot multiple times, striking one victim three times. The 18-year-old victim was transported to a local hospital by his friends and has since been released. The suspect had left the scene on foot to the west of the park. Officers quickly set up a perimeter and utilized a drone and canine unit to try and locate the suspect. Police arrested 17-year-old Gregory Holmes III without incident Monday afternoon. Holmes is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and a confirmed warrant out of another agency for evading arrest with a vehicle. 
Holmes was transported and processed in the Mansfield City Jail. It should be noted that in the state of Texas, at age 17, Holmes is considered to be an adult and will be charged accordingly. Cases and hospitalizations from the COVID-19 Delta variant are rising in the United States as COVID infections reach figures not seen for almost two months. Over 40,000 COVID infections were reported on Friday here in the United States. The current weekly average for daily infections is around 32,000 a day, according to data from Johns Hopkins University. Analysts believe that the introduction of the Delta variant to the United States and a slowdown in the country's vaccination rollout in recent weeks are behind the increases. According to the figures from the United States Department of Health, hospitalizations are also higher due to COVID, and the CDC reports that COVID-related deaths are also on the rise. Director of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, stated on Friday that it was becoming, quote, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, unquote, with a majority of the rising infections and hospitalizations among those without protection from the virus. Last May, we celebrated mothers, and in June, we celebrated fathers. This Sunday is National Parents Day, a day that serves to celebrate their important roles in our lives. It was President Bill Clinton who established a National Parents Day back in 1994 when he signed a congressional resolution into law. The resolution recognized uplifting and supporting the role of parents in the rearing of children. Republican Senator Trent Lott introduced the bill. Speaking of... Let's check the weather with an uplifting, supporting parent. Colleen? Ooh, I'll have to remind my children about this upcoming opportunity to buy me chocolate to thank me for my uplifting supportiveness. We had a nice, unseasonably pleasant and rainy start to the week, but will unfortunately be shifting into a true Texas summer weather pattern later this week. High pressure will be settling into the central plains, which will increase the heat and decrease the rain chances. We'll be starting out Wednesday at 91 degrees, then creeping up a degree or two at a time until we're up to our normal highs of 96 to 97 degrees by the weekend. Heading into next week, we'll be looking at temperatures near 98 and 99 degrees, and there's a strong chance that we'll see our first triple-digit temperatures of the year next week. Meanwhile, the Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield lawns will need no irrigation this week, as we've had scattered thunderstorms bringing most of us rain. If you didn't receive any rain in the past week, consider applying a quarter inch of water later this week. As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. So when we come back in 60 seconds, health specialist Katrina Brown has the Texas Health Tip of the Week. And Brian Certain is here with the Cocktail of the Week. Also coming up later in the episode, we have the Trivia Question of the Week. And I will talk in studio with real estate maven D. Davey. Ever wondered what her real name is? Stay tuned and find out. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business 
business with Ohana Screen Printing that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. I'm Brent Newsom, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week. And this week, health specialist Katrina Brown has tips for the kiddos. Katrina. Summertime is what every regimented school-aged child dreams of all year long. And when it finally arrives, the schedules go out the window and you're left with nothing short of a free-for-all, involving late nights, later mornings, and a diet that is sure to prepare your adolescent for their college years. So we've come up with a few tips to hopefully keep your kiddos on track this summer to ensure they get enough rest, enough exercise, and maintain a healthy diet. First off, let's talk about one of the number one things a kid looks forward to when summertime rolls around, and that is an extended bedtime, or maybe no bedtime at all. But before you toss out the routine, let's keep something in mind. Children who sleep less can behave somewhat like hyperactive children. Small but constant deficits in sleep over time tend to have escalating and perhaps long-term effects on brain function. Children with higher IQs in every age group studied slept longer. Children simply must have a sufficient amount of quality sleep to grow, develop, and function optimally. How much is right for your child varies by age. Remember, each child is unique and individual variations occur. Quality sleep is uninterrupted sleep that allows your child to move through all the different and necessary stages of sleep. The quality of sleep is as important as the quantity, playing its essential role in nervous system development. Next, let's talk about food. Many children rely on the cafeteria at school for at least two of their meals a day during the school year. So when summertime rolls around, it can be a big and sometimes expensive adjustment. Remember to try to keep plenty of healthy snacks like fruits and veggies around and try to encourage your kids not to skip meals. Meal prepping in advance is a great idea, if you can. If your children are older and they can stay at home alone when you're gone, lay out some ground rules on what can and can't be consumed in your absence. Also, make sure everyone can safely use a knife, operate the microwave or stove, and know what to do in case of an emergency. A lot of kids will naturally want to lounge on the couch under the AC or in their bedrooms during the heat of the summer, and who can blame them? However, too much downtime, coupled with too much screen time, can lead to unhealthy habits for young kids and teens. In a world full of virtually everything and technology bringing more and more information right to your fingertips, it's a good idea to limit screen time and encourage healthy activities for your children during summer break. Schedule activities with friends, visit grandpa at the farm. Also, a lot of cities offer summer programs, and you can register for summer camp, or if your child is old enough, encourage them to take a summer job. Staying active is the key. 
And don't forget to find some time to connect with your kiddos during the summer break. Find an activity you both enjoy, take a road trip, go see a movie, whatever. The bonding time is beneficial for both you and your children. Because childhood and summertime both fade away too soon. So until next time, stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield and reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Katrina Brown. Brian Certain is serving up a drink that is perfect for a Texas summer in the cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is an original cocktail that I term the perfect Texas summer. Now, this is a cocktail that I created for a cocktail competition put on by Balconis Whiskey out of Waco, Texas. Now, Balconis started in 2008, and at that time, Balconis was nothing more than an idea driven by a passion to create something original and authentic right here in the heart of Texas. It all started in an old welding shop under a bridge in Waco, and for the next year, they replaced the roofing, knocked out walls, laid brick, cut pipe, installed copper pot stills from Portugal, and shoehorned a whiskey distillery inside that quaint building. Proud of what they accomplished, they began distilling in 2009. Back in 2018, I found out they were doing a cocktail competition, and I entered that year's competition. That year, I entered it with last week's cocktail of the week, the Texas Sunset, and I did well enough that year that they sent me a very nice swag package full of Balcona stuff. In 2019, I was contacted by their marketing manager telling me how much they had enjoyed my Texas Sunset, asking me to participate again in 2019. In 2019, they asked for an inspiration story for your entry to go with your entry, and here's what I submitted. I said, living in Texas during summer usually means suffering through long, hot days and nights. But the best part of putting up with all that heat is it produces some of the best taste of summer. Watermelon, peaches, and jalapenos. So coming up with a drink that incorporates all of those ingredients, as well as the great Texas rye from Balconis, was my way of honoring our great state and our hot summers. All of these ingredients combined to create the perfect Texas summer. I didn't finish in the top six, but did have my cocktail featured on the Chilled Magazine website. This is probably the most complicated cocktail that I have come up with, as there are several of the ingredients that you have to make ahead of time. But believe me, your patience will be rewarded. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving all the ingredients and all the instructions, and they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. So first, we're going to start with the ingredients. We're going to take two ounces of 100-proof whiskey. For the contest, I use Balcona's Texas Rye. I then add one ounce of watermelon simple syrup, recipe will be included, and one ounce of peach tea, also with a recipe included. You then take one ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, and one ounce of peach schnapps, and one-eighth ounce of jalapeno extract. Directions. Combine all into a shaker with ice and shake until well blended. Pour into a new Tom Collins glass over crushed ice and garnish with one wedge of peach on the rim. For the watermelon simple syrup, you're going to cut all the red ripe fruit from a medium-sized watermelon and put in a blender. 
You're then going to blend until it's all liquefied. You're then going to pour eight cups of the watermelon liquid into a sauce pot. Bring to a slow boil and add four cups of sugar. Simmer at low heat until it's well blended and slightly reduced. Please pay attention to this next step because it really truly makes a difference in how much you'll enjoy this. You need to strain it with a fine mesh sieve into a bowl three or more times to remove all the pulp and all the pectin. Once you've done that, pour it into a squeeze bottle to be used for cocktails. My version of the peach tea. You can take 10 bags of a peach tea blend, two whole peaches diced, and two cups of water. You're going to bring the water to a boil, add the tea bags and the diced peaches, and let simmer for 30 minutes. You're going to strain out the peaches and they take the tea bags out and also place that in some type of a squeeze bottle to use as well. Hope you enjoy this cocktail. The judges did, and I know I had a lot of fun making it. But as always, I'm interested in your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Kevin Penner, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. How many students are currently enrolled in the Mansfield Independent School District? According to the MISD website, there are 35,021 students enrolled in the school district. Kevin has won a $25 gift card courtesy of Garage Door Rescue. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. Can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record podcast mansfield recording studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com that's podcastmansfield.com in 1999 mansfield cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city mansfield cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in mansfield Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. 
It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice, courtesy of Garage Door Rescue. They are fireman-owned since 2007. When it comes to your garage door needs, Garage Door Rescue provides fast and reliable results. You can find them on the internet at garagedoorrescuellc.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, it's widely known that Fort Worth ranks first as the most populated city in Tarrant County. This week's question is, of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Good luck, and thanks to Adam at Garage Door Rescue for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in, in the studio today, I love bringing people into the studio who... You recognize the name, but you may not recognize the person, or you may not know about the person. And this is a person that uh, you cannot drive around town without seeing her signs. You know what? Let's just get right into it. Dee Davey, welcome to About Mansfield. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. This reminds me of a little-known fact that not many people know, that in... Um, Around 1983-84, we had a cable company mm-hmm. in Mansfield, and we did a little cable show from City Hall. Really? <laughs> and I had a show called Getting to Know, and I interviewed people like the city council and the school board and the planning and zoning commission, and something I'd always wanted to do. And so you were a talk show host. I guess I was. I guess I could put that <laughs> very small on my resume, but yeah, I was. 83-84, who were the council people back then? Do you remember? Well, um, we had, I can't remember each one for each year, but that was the era of uh, Gary Dalton and... Um, some of the chamber members like Pratt Phillips and Gary um, Dalton from uh, Best Made Pickles. Yes. Okay. Yes, he was our mayor for for a few years. Tom Corbin mm-hmm. was uh, one of them. The Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, one of my dear friends, Bob Chenault, who has passed away, but he was on the Planning and Zoning Commission with me. And you just, like you said, you go into a situation, you start asking some, or you let the questions come out, and you find out all kinds of things about them. So. Well, let's find out all kinds of things about you. Okay. All right. If I recall from your bio, you grew up in Arkansas. I did. You born and raised in Arkansas? Yes, I was. In which, which city? <laughs> it was kind of a non-city. It was had 183 people. Okay. Um, I loved school. We had a little bitty school. I had a graduating class of 10 people. Wow. Um, a place called Concord, and it was between Heber Springs and Batesville, which the only thing you'd be relevant to is Greer's Ferry Lake, maybe. It's a big lake. And it's... I'm not from around here, so I don't <laughs> okay. I don't know. No, actually, the, the only thing I really know about Arkansas 
is uh, I had some relatives that lived in Rogers. Oh yeah, okay. up in the the uh, north close west. to Fayetteville. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. that I got to water ski on Beaver Lake, mm. and that's really <laughs> when I was fourteen years old. Uh, since then, I've been to Hot Springs. That's really pretty much it. And, and and that Bill and Hillary Clinton are from Arkansas, and, and but yeah. I, that's. That's really about all I know about Arkansas. Well, there's not a whole lot more to know. <laughs> Actually, people have found some diamonds at the at the diamond place. Yeah, um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful state. It's just beautiful. So when I was 25, my um, I'd just gotten married when I was 24, and my husband got transferred to Dallas. And we moved to Arlington in 1975. And then some very good friends of ours lived in Mansfield, and they thought we just had to have a house in Mansfield. So we built in Mansfield in 1976, and that's how long I've been here. You're jumping way ahead, way too fast. Okay. Let's... (laughs) Let's go back to Little D. Um, now, it, D is your is your your God given name? No, no. Okay, and it's Dolores. It's Dolores. I love that name. Yeah, yeah. Were you a good student? No, no. I was not. I I was kind of cute, and the teachers really loved me because I was a very. I always tried to make everybody happy mm-hmm. and smile, and so. I probably just got through school on a prayer, actually. (laughs) Did you have any hobbies as a as a kid? Um, First, the name of the city again? Concord. Concord. You're you're. It's a Friday night in Concord, Arkansas. What's Dolores doing on a Friday night? Well, we usually got in one of the other kids' cars and we'd race up and down the highway. (laughs) There was nothing. You you have no idea. People have no idea. There was nothing. we had we had one uh, restaurant. It wasn't really a restaurant. Um, we had a ch- two churches, the school, and that was it, and a post office. That was it. So it was easy to race up and down the highway because yeah. there was no cars. Um, but my hobbies were: I loved playing piano. Nice. I took piano lessons very early in life. I took voice lessons. I sang in in a quartet, and that was pretty much my hobbies. To date, can you still play the piano? I can. Nice. Not well, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I can sit down and I can entertain myself. Okay, and you have a piano in your home. I do. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. When you graduated high school, you said you had a, a graduating class of ten, uh-huh. which is unfathomable to me because I my graduating class was twelve hundred. Oh, geez. And we, I attended the largest high school in San Diego at that time. So to have to sit through 1,200 names in the June sunshine was not was not fun. But a, a, a class of ten, do you still keep in contact with any any of the uh, nine others? Actually, I do. We we get together periodically. Uh, sometimes we call it a class reunion. Sometimes we just call up one of our friends and say, "Can we come over?" And there's about. There's about six of us that get together on a regular basis. From high school, did you go to college? I went to some college in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and I went to actually Russellville, 
which is not far from Fayetteville. I went there for a while, and um, then I came to Texas, and I didn't do well in college either, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came to Texas, I decided that I did want to be a little bit more serious about college. By this time, I was married, and, you know, so I went to Texas Wesleyan for two years. So, right over there off of 287. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where'd you meet your husband? Well, uh, we met in a hotel. Met in a hotel. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a story behind that. That's pretty brave, isn't it's... it? <laughs> um, I worked at the Ramada Inn in North Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, he was with Learner Shops, a big retail organization. And they sent him to North Little Rock to open a store. And they said, you know, it's a little bitty town, not to worry, you'll probably never go back again. <laughs> but he did. He, um, We met and started dating, and a year later we were married. Do you remember your first date? Yeah, I do. <laughs> he... Um, he kept wanting to take me out, and I said, I can't date the, you know, I can't date the patrons. He finally talked me into it, and we went to a little um, club, and we had to sign in when we went in, and he signed Richard Nixon. Hmm. And <laughs> then we couldn't get service, and he set the, he set the table on fire. So that that was not a great way to start a relationship, I suppose, but it was kind of intriguing. He set the table on fire because because he couldn't get service? Couldn't get service, yeah. Well, it's one way of getting attention. It is, and it did. But I would assume it got him, and you kicked well, out? Or? No, actually, he, you know, he, he put it in a bowl and did a napkin. So, But uh, we were married for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away in 2002. So that's how I got to Texas. What led you into real estate and uh, eventually becoming the real estate maven that you are? <laughs> well, a lot of people will say exactly what I say. It was kind of an accident. Um I had a good friend who owned a real estate office, and she kept saying, you got to get your real estate license. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a realtor. I didn't want to work in real estate. But I did manage to get enough hours to take a test. So I took my my test. At the time, I was working for a builder, Tom Corbin, mm-hmm. in Walnut Creek. We, I mean, there was nothing in Walnut Creek. This was 19, 1978. Nothing in Walnut Creek. So um, Trammell Crow was a developer, and they started building houses. And I think one of the one of the reasons is when you're like the only person that does something, you start to be identified as the only person that can do it, which was not a true, of course. But when I became a realtor in Mansfield, there were twelve other realtors in town. And now <laughs> there's probably four hundred, maybe more. I was going to guess a thousand, but and for the benefit of the listeners, the what is the difference between a real estate agent and a realtor? Well, I'm glad you asked, and a lot of people don't don't know that. They just think a real estate agent has a real estate license. They are a licensee. A realtor has gone through the code of ethics 
training. Uh, they have uh, taken some courses that um, put them in that category. And realtors have a lot more guidelines as far as ethics mm-hmm. and that sort of thing is concerned. So, and very few people will ever really notate the difference um, until you might get into a situation where a real estate agent wouldn't perform perhaps as ethically as a realtor would, because we have to. We lose our license. Uh, but that is that is a real big misconception. Yeah. The other one is um, when people say, I'm a real estate broker. Being a broker is not a whole lot different than being a real estate agent from what you do. But being a broker means that you've taken more classroom hours. You are able to uh, sponsor other agents. And you can be a broker on your own, just by yourself. But I remember one of our classes, uh, we were talking about somebody using that designation, and the uh, manager said, this guy came up to me, and it was his name, and it said broker, and she said, you're not a broker. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And he said, well, I work in real estate, and she says, doesn't make you a broker. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, but that is a lot of misconceptions about real estate. So there's the, the real estate agent, then the next level up would be a realtor, uh-huh. and then the next level up would be a broker. Yes. What are you? I'm a broker. You're a broker. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, would that also then fall under agency owner? Because I know that the, I am. you have your own agency. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay, which we're going to talk about. Here in a second. Let's go back to the, I think you said it was the 70s of uh, uh, the Walnut Creek area. Mm-hmm. And so you watched that area develop. Was the golf course there at that time? It was there. Um, that golf course in the country club started in 1972. Okay. And I think it kind of went broke a couple of times. And then Trammell Crow and Tom Corbin and Kent Gatiss came in and started developing the area. And then the country club, I mean, when you got rooftops, you start having people want to go places. Right, you got customers. So the, the country club grew and has become very successful. But at the time... If you look at old pictures, there's no trees. There's streets that just have one and two houses on them. Hmm. And uh, that was was such a gift to my career because I worked with practically everybody that that came in there that built a new home. And it, it was so nice to learn the streets as they were being built on. So you've seen Mansfield grow from... What about twenty thousand was about the population? Maybe less. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Eight thousand to now. I think we're roaming around seventy three, seventy four thousand. The mayor just left the studio about an hour ago. He was estimating around eighty thousand right now. I'm not going to argue with the mayor yeah, for I know. sure. <laughs> because he's a pastor. That's right. That's right. And I you, know he wouldn't lie. You never. <laughs> Um, that is saying if it's not already there it's soon to come it's been we've been right on target the projections 
ever since the 70s. I mean, they'd project it for the next year, and we'd hit it the next year, and we'd right. hit it. So I just think it's a terrific little town. Uh, in fact, when I came here, it reminded me so much of the of the little town I left, not Concord, but the one close to it. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like being at home, you know. Um, I got very involved in chamber, very involved in um, the Planning and Zoning Commission. I even ran for office in 1983, and thankfully, Mac Moody beat me. Oh, wow. <laughs> he did. Now, was was that Mac's first term, or was he running uh, for re-election? It was his first term, okay. and the irony of that was, if I had won, I would have been the first woman on the council. If he had won, he would be the first African-American on the council. Mm -hmm. So this was a big deal to like Channel 5 and Channel 11 and all those people. So they came out and they were were interviewing us. So what do you think? Don't you think you'll be uh, able to beat Mr. Moody? And I said, well, I don't know. You know, he gives away cookies at the Winn-Dixie. And I think he's got a lot of support And so Mr. Moody would say, oh, Miss Davy is such a nice lady. I mean, if she wins, that's okay with me. They just couldn't understand it. They kept trying to get us into a battle. It, that doesn't happen here at Mansfield. No, it's, it doesn't. And I know that one of your projects, and for some of this reason, this just came to mind. Uh, I have a book here in the office, it's the only book in my studio that says it's titled The History of Mansfield, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I, if I recall, you worked on that book. Yes, I did. Let's talk about this book. Number one, it's uh, for the listeners, it's a, it's a hardbound book that is available for purchase at the Mansfield Historical Society Museum, uh, Museum mm-hmm. at the corner of Broad and Main. And this covers the history of Mansfield from the mid 1800s to 1965. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your involvement with this book? Well, when we when we started writing the book, we put different people in different categories. And so mine was business. And I talked about the stores that came in, the little retail shops downtown and where they were and we had pictures of all that so that was my part of it then there was people that did uh, the cemeteries there were people that did doctors Mm -hmm. there was a lot of information about doctors so we just compiled it all together and then they sent it off to the book publisher and I think they're $89 at the museum and it's such a great resource. Uh, if, if you want to know about the history of Mansfield, Texas, this it's again a, a, a great book. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, the research you were doing the research on, for instance, I know there was a diner on Main Street, mm-hmm. and and so that was your job was to research. Yeah, just go back the, and and find the information about those when they were here, who started them, that sort of thing. So, yeah, and there was a bank on Main Street, mm-hmm. and the actually the Chamber of Commerce right now was one of the um, retail stores. It was like a food store and a material shop and all that. And the post office. The post office is partly responsible for our name. 
you know that story. I, tell the listeners the story. <laughs> well, the original Mansfield was actually spelled M-A-N-S-F-E-I-L-D. And they kept marking it out saying Mansfield, F-I-E-L-D. Mm-hmm. But the man, Mansfield, was spelled F-E-I-L-D. So the post office kept getting everything mixed up, so they literally declared the name Mansfield and spelled it M-A-N-S. We talked about how you got started in real estate. Eventually, you came to open your own brokerage firm. Let's start first with your partnership with Bob Guzman. How did you meet Bob and and become partners? Well, um, Bob had a house to sell, and um, he had a he had a good friend in Rhode Island that he had, that was a realtor that he called for a referral, and uh, the guy said, "Well, I think you ought to call Dee David because she's you know she's pretty active out there." And Bob said, oh, well, I, I know D. Davey, because he lived in Mansfield for a long time. And um, so he called me, and I put his house on the market. It sold really fast in a very crappy market. And uh, so he was pretty impressed. Huh. <laughs> and um, so about—and he was in radio then, and right. TV, well, in TV. Um, so— he called me two or three weeks later, and he said, you know, I've been thinking about looking for another career, and I, I might like real estate. He said, I think I'd like to be an appraiser. Hmm. <laughs> I said, why would you want to do that? And he said, oh, I don't know. It just, I said, number one, being an appraiser takes a lot more time, and you can sell a house and make $5,000. You can do an appraisal and make 500 He says, well, that makes sense, but I, you know, I don't think I could sell a house. And I said, yes, you could. So he was just transitioning from TV to radio, and he was going to have a lot of time on his hands. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he got his license just in a heartbeat because he already had a meteorologist degree. So he started to work for me or with me while I was at Remax. And um, Bob had some qualities that I really appreciated. He was extremely honest. He was not a prima donna. He, you know, the fact that he had been on TV all those years didn't make that much difference to him. And um, he he and I kind of thought alike. I mean, I'd think something, next thing I know, he'd, you know, he'd kind of pop in on it. Yeah. So um, we really got along very, very well. And this was in um, 2012, I think. So we just started working together, and then we decided to leave Remax and open the, the office on Broad Street. And you have how many agents working for you now? I have seven. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and me and Bob. Now, the uh, we moved, our family moved here in 2004 and worked pretty closely with a real estate agent, uh, possibly. I know. In fact, I do know she's a realtor. And I called her one day and I said, uh, because I, I don't know about the real estate business. And, and I said, is it unethical 
for a realtor to have two listings next door to each other? She goes, no, that's not only not unethical, it's a stroke of luck. It's a good thing, yeah. And it happened to be about 10 houses down from me, and both of those listings were yours. Oh, really? (laughs) And I had, you know, again, I... I don't know the first thing about real estate, and but there was there was a D D Davy listing uh, sign right there, and right next door was another one. I don't know if you remember that that was in the Arbor's um, what street on Brook Arbor. It was uh, there's a little cul-de-sac. Yes, and there were two of them. I remembered I, them well. And I thought, <laughs> huh. So, not that I was doing any FBI investigating on you, but um, uh, it. Yeah. So well, it's a stroke of luck. And and so I guess uh that uh next door door to door listings are, are are hard to come by. Uh yeah. It sometimes you've got relatives that live in the neighborhood and they use one realtor and somebody uses the, mm-hmm. the they re- refer them. But um when when you were talking about what caused me to have such name identification I just worked all the time. My husband traveled. We had no children. Um, I was involved in all these organizations. I promoted myself through advertising newspapers. Got a lot of great newspaper ads. I miss that. But the, and so it, when people see you and see you and see you, they begin to think, that's the only realtor in town. Right. And then, of course, when there's a lot of other realtors come in, it dilutes that. But it it still has made an impression on the the people that have known you through the years. Well, and I think when you take the 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 attitude of I don't have any competition, <laughs> people it's like okay well then then you're in a class by yourself <laughs> and i used to work with a talk show host in san diego who took that attitude of even though there were two other talk stations in town and and four to five talk show hosts at at every station and i remember specifically a caller said hey uh your your competition is is interviewing so and so and he says first of all I have no competition. <laughs> I am I am who I am and then there's the rest. Yeah, yeah. So when you go in with that and then people start to go, "Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. You have no competition and, <laughs> and there is only just you." And it's 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 a great if you can pull it off. It was really good when I was 34 and 35. Yeah. And and I was I was kind of um seen that way up until I was about 50. My husband passed away when I was 52, mm-hmm. and I kind of backed off of things. But, I, I mean, I still work. I get asked every day when I'm going to retire, and I'm like, I guess when God says it's time, I'll retire. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there have been some really good agents come along. Um, I went to classes. I've got over 2,000 hours of classroom instruction. And 
now you can get so much stuff on the internet. We didn't have internet when I started. We had to go and pick up keys at the board to open each house. It was it was just a whole new world. And so you had to work almost 24-7. What's the future of real estate? Well, I think real estate and real estate um, professionals have a place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very service-oriented business, more so than it used to be, because now most everybody can get answers to anything they want off the Internet. Now, it may not be the right answer. It may not be the most uh, beneficial to them. So I think that um, really knowledgeable, uh, experienced agents are, they're always going to be around for the good information. What's the easiest home to sell? Three bedroom, two bath with a three car garage. (laughs) (laughs) That's very rare. No, in, in terms of... In terms of location, size, what exactly? Yeah, well, when when you uh, when you get a new listing, you know immediately. Oh, this one's going to flip. Um, this one's going to sell in in a heartbeat. What type of house is that? Well, now it is um, generally a four bedroom, uh, two and a half bath, close to the golf course, well cared for. All right, so four bedroom tells me family mm-hmm. near the golf course, active, mm-hmm. loves to be outdoors. Uh, near the golf course, they've got some money mm-hmm. because they want to become members of the of the country club. Yeah, and priced right it means yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. it it'll sell. That doesn't necessarily mean the majority of the people are buying homes like that. Right. They're, they're just very right now. We've got a lot of California business. But um, oh, those dang Californians! <laughs> yeah. Just all right. I got here early, so the, <laughs> I moved here in 2004. But oh. yes, I'm from California, and um, I feel that I'm I'm pretty deeply rooted in Mansfield. I mean, I would not be hosting a podcast called About Mansfield if I still had my California roots. And no, well, things work out for a reason, and glad you're here and. You know, we really needed something like this when the newspaper went mm-hmm. by the wayside. Started up the the week after it went by the wayside, and been uh, what we're now eighty some weeks in a row. Wow! It's it, it, and to think that the news mirror's only been gone for eighty some weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's been gone a long time. A long time. Yeah. What's the future of D. Davy? Well. I'm sure there'll be a point in time when I do retire. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not looking forward soon. I'd like to have a little bit more time to play the piano, sing in the choir, uh, do more reading, uh, do more volunteering for library, chamber, things like that, things that I used to do. Um, But... You know, I lead a pretty simple life. We've done a lot of traveling, and that may continue. But, you know, when people say, what do you want to do? A lot of people say, I want to travel. Well, Mm -hmm. I've done that, (laughs) and it was fun, um, and I'm glad that I did. But it's not on my bucket list anymore. Yeah. 
What's your uh, what's the favorite city you've been to? Um, Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice place. It's a nice place. D. Davy, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> well, what I always get at Brahms is vanilla, cherry, and pecan in a waffle cone. In a waffle cone. We've reached that time of the interview where the listeners really get to know D. Davey on a personal level. Okay. It's called the lightning round. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Right. And it's a it's a very simple um, it's a very simple game of this or that. Okay. And you ready? Yeah. All right. Night or day? Night. Ice cream or snow cone? Ice cream. Couch or recliner? Recliner. Burger or taco? Taco. Netflix or movie theater? I love the movie theaters. <laughs> Train or plane? Oh, plane. First class. First class. <laughs> oh. Plane or road trip? Mm, plane. Still first class? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Art museum or science museum? Oh, art. <laughs> Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Would you rather be charming or genuine? Genuine. <laughs> I mean, genuine people are typically very charming. There you go. So they go hand in hand. <laughs> of course. And you've been very charming. Oh, thank you. I sure appreciate you coming on about Mansfield and giving people the opportunity to learn about who D. Davey is. Again, uh, you can't drive around town without seeing seeing the name and if people wanted more information if uh, those who are maybe looking for a new home or those who are looking to possibly sell their home how can they find out more information about your your brokerage firm well that's that's uh, great um, my phone number is 817-228-8150 and um, our website is uh, Davy Gooseman Dot com. We also have property management, and that's becoming a pretty hot thing right now, too. Oh, very good. So. Very good. So if I were to buy an investment property, yes. you'd, you'd be able to manage it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. D. Davey, again, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you. You are very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. We will also talk at length with Mansfield Mayor Michael Evans. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free. It's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Katrina Brown. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs>